This week, we investigate the computer game Pac-Man and ask, was this seminal 80s arcade game hiding a deep, dark secret? We also challenge the idea that Australia exists, asking, is the platypus really just a marsupial Pac-Man? A good question. Plus, we talk billiard balls, particularly yellow billiard balls. Yellow billiard balls with gaping Gaping Mauls. Mm. Uh, all of this is strangely on topic for this week's Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. The Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. Well, hello there. Welcome once again to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. Uh, here in Auckland, New Zealand, I am Josh Edison, Master of the Arts. But which arts? That's the question. The martial the, arts? The innate oh, arts. Yes. Uh, and sitting next to me, as ever, is Dr. M.R.X. Dentith. Doctor of, of, of the arts. Just, just one art, just really. Just one of the arts. Just one art. Of how to kill a man. <laughs> it was actually interesting. When I got my Master of Arts, I had to ask them to get rid of the S. Um, Luckily, when you get a doctorate, it's just a doctorate in philosophy, so you don't have to worry about arts anymore. Um, or the fact that I'm a fraud and I only have one art. Mm. I'm really good at that art. I'm really, really good at that art. Mm. But it's only one. It's a story for another time. Uh, it's not another time, though. It's this time. Um, and we do it. We, we, we're once again, we're going for the format we did last week where we we're going to have the main bit first and then the newsy bit. And, and then we're going to record the secret special super extra bit for our. What we like to call in the trays. A patron bonus episode, mm. available to you for $1 a month. And yes, we will be going on about the patron things all the time. We've got things to buy, mm. like very fancy, I say very fancy, very cheap lapel mics, which will allow us to record audio from our chests, which Ooh. is just, it just seems so scandalous. It does. But it would also be better. It would be, yes. Uh, because we are sitting here bathed, for our anyone who's watching this on the YouTube channel, bathed in the glowing light of our glowing lights, uh, which which are, are working this time. We were, a few teething issues last time. Uh, one ba- batteries on the lights uh, turned out to be finite. Uh, you didn't you didn't go for the everlasting battery option. I noticed. Well, I tried to, but they tried to also sell me a perpetual motion machine, mm. and frankly, I don't have space in my house for a perpetual motion machine. Yes, yeah, so there was a bit of that, but um, they're all charged nicely now, except for the one which turned out to be bung, and they're going to replace it. Yes, we are getting a replacement That's battery. It's very. This is very exciting mm. news. Our our listeners are probably, especially the podcast listeners, yeah. they really, really, really want to know the, what the quality of our lights are. Uh, but but for everyone though could benefit from a better quality mic setup. So um, if, if, if you are one of our patrons to whom we are eternally grateful, uh, that's probably the next thing your patronage funds will be going towards. And if you want us to improve, and you want us to improve, at least I hope you want us to improve, then please, just think about giving us a dollar a month. You'll get access to our patron bonus episodes, which have not been described as awesome. Mm. Well, I mean, they just haven't been described. So, no, frankly, it could be anything, not, not that really. they're not awesome, mm. they just haven't been described yet. 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 Uh, but, anyway, if we're going to do the the, uh, the main content thing first... We should stop waffling should really on do in the main this content preamble. Content. So, mm. now, we're going to talk about the Flat Earth. You sure are. 
So, Josh, mm. I believe the Flat Earthers had a conference recently. Yeah, they did. I, 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 I assume they have them every now and then, possibly annually. I wonder from how far across the world people go to a Flat Earther conference and how they cope with booking flights and the like. Do they get on the phone to their travel agents and go, look, I I know that you're committed to pretending the Earth is round, and you've even got this animation of a, a plane flying across a globe, but frankly, I won't have it, I won't have it. Unless you admit the Earth is flat, I am not flying United Airlines. Mm. And that's why United Airlines has so few customers these days, because flat earthers refuse to fly UA. Mm, that's probably true, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, there was who? Where was it that some somewhere said the the flat Earth conference had drawn in people from all over the globe, not realizing what they just said. That was. I do recall that. I, th- I think that was last year's flat last Earth year's. conference. I think there was a little bit of a storm as to whether whether that was actually said or whether that was just a very clever joke to put on the Twitters. Well, yes, and and a very clever joke uh, is is indeed what it sometimes seems the whole flat Earth thing really is all about. Well, alright, so let's start we'll have with to the talk about later. actual joke. Australia doesn't exist. This was proposed yes. at the Flat Earth Conference that Australia was invented basically to explain the removal of certain populations from Europe, particularly the UK, and that there is no place called Australia, and it's all part of a myth to make us believe in the Southern Hemisphere, and thus a round Earth. Now, as far as I'm aware, the Australia does not exist theory did start off as a joke on the internet. You'd think it would have to, surely. Surely in any sort of a sane universe. That's I mean, I know there was an issue earlier this year where a adjunct professor in the US corrected someone who wrote a college essay on the state of Australia, saying, no, Australia is not a state, it's just a continent. There's no country called Australia. And this adjunct professor had to be corrected by the entire internet and also all of Australia to point out that Australia is not just a continent, it is in fact a country. Mm. But most people do accept Australia does exist. They do. Now, what would be the utility of denying the existence of Australia? Well, the immediate thing that occurs to me is the lols, quite frankly, that it's a, an amusing little story to, to tell, and then you can have lots of fun with it. But um, if you really were a flat earther and were really, really committed to it, then maybe, I suppose, you might have some interest in explaining away the existence of, of the antipodes. Um, if the world's flat, then, then it's not possible for anything to be antipodal anything else that's yeah, that, sound, that sounds yes. good to me um i'm often antipodal mm, yes i've noticed that we all have i think um, intervention mm. so i mean yes if 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 you were really committed to it and couldn't find any other because i mean surely you could you could just say that australia is just part of the flat earth sort of over that way maybe it's a bit a bit, a bit more distant than the other ones which is why it takes longer to get there or something but maybe if you'd really drunk just all of the Kool-Aid, you might feel it necessary to, to, to justify your flat-earthy opinions to say that Australia didn't exist. But um, Well, of course, there's a more sinister aspect to this as well, which is 
this is something which I'm, I'm always hesitant to talk about when talking about conspiracy theories, but there are instances of conspiracy theorists who end up believing such a massive conspiracy, which most people find to be implausible, that they bite a lot of bullets. And one of the bullets you might be biting is a flat earther who believes that we're being lied to by government scientific establishments and the like, is that maybe Australia kind of exists as a way to make populations disappear. So as I said before, you might think that Australia was invented to explain where certain parts of the European population went in the 18th century. And thus, it allows you to go, that was actually right genocide. Uh, they just went to Australia mm, in the same way that the Nazis just sent the Jews off to holiday camps. Mm. Or the, 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 the much more sinister larger scale version of the family pet being sent to live on a happy farm. A happy farm called Australia. Mm. So, yeah. Where their prime ministers eat onions live on camera. That's actually true. Did they? When did that happen? Malcolm, no, not Malcolm Turnbull. Who was, uh, who was the one who was before Turnbull? Oh God, who can keep up? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so Malcolm Turnbull was the, not the current prime minister of Australia, but the previous prime minister. Tony Abbott. Abbott. Tony Abbott oh, would Abbott. carry an onion in his pocket and then eat a raw onion in front of journalists. And this sounds like something a cartoon supervillain would do, but actually it was Tony Abbott's bon mot. I would, I would not be surprised if Tony Abbott ate a live hamster on television. And because Australia doesn't exist, swallowing it whole. who can challenge us on this? Exactly. Not Tony Abbott. He doesn't even live in Australia. He kind of been Prime Minister of Australia at the time. Mm. But anyway, back to the flat earthers. I'm, I, I'm a little bit surprised, really, that we've taken this long to get to it. I mean, we've mentioned every now and then, we sort of mentioned as part of a news update that that some you know celebrity has been espousing flat earthy views, B.O.B., the rapper, most recently, and also... Ah, gosh, what was her name? Another one of the reality TV star types. You know me, I only keep up with reality TV stars from the 1890s. Yes. Uh, anyway, there's been... A, they are um, unsurprisingly fairly B-listy, the um, celebrities who come out with this sort of thing. Uh, although Neil, uh, the bot B.O.B. did get Neil deGrasse Tyson... Um, to produce a really awful a, rap. A fairly rubbish rap on yeah. the Daily Show, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, that was embarrassing for it everyone. But let's now talk about Black Man. Let, let, let's, let's do that. Um, because flat eartherism is a thing. It, it's, it's, it seems to be a little bit like anti, the anti-vaxxer thing, and that it's become a bit more prevalent than it used to be, largely on the back of sort of anti-establishmentism don't trust those scientists and their sciencing type stuff. There's a certain discussion here to be had about the role of the internet and YouTube. So it's a lot easier to find out about the Flat Earth now than it ever mm. was in the old days. And if you've actually spent time looking at Flat Earth websites or watching Flat Earth videos, their arguments are not, are not purely facile. A lot of them are very sophisticated. So here we have what appears to be curvature, but there's obviously an, an optical effect due to the way the human eye works or due to the way that cameras work. Of course, there's going to be curvature appearing here. And it all kind of harks back to the father of flat earthism, a gentleman by the name of Parallax, who was a Victorian prankster 
who basically decided that he could persuade people to believe anything. So he would challenge scientists to try and prove the Earth is round, where he would say it was flat, and then he would do ludicrous experiments and then simply have a preordained conclusion. I look through my, my telescope and I don't see a curved horizon, ipso facto it must be flat, to point out that if you say things in the right way, with the right kind of terminology, the public are going to believe you. So flat eartherism as we know it now, the flat earth society, is based upon a prank. Flat earthers will try to claim that flat eartherism is an age-old thesis. The only problem is the ancient Greeks worked out how round the world was, the Polynesians knew the earth was curved due to the sheer fact they spent so much time at sea, etc, etc. People didn't really believe in a flat earth in the past. It actually required quite sophisticated arguments to explain away perception for flat eartherism to become the thing it is today. Mm. And the internet kind of aids and abets yes. in disseminating those kind of really interesting but ultimately flawed arguments. Mm. Which leads us, of course, to Pac-Man. Um, so of course very... it does. Everything leads to Pac-Man. Um, so th th this is something that came up at the latest uh, conference, although th this is a theory I've heard previously, but I think it, it sort of got, got a, a grander earring um, at the conference, which is the uh, people explain, yeah, if, if the world's flat, then how come you can like get in a plane, or if, if you travel in the same direction, you'll eventually wind up where you started, basically. Um, that, that surely suggests we're travelling around a curved surface. I just want to point out, surface. to quote Buckaroo Bahanzai, wherever you go, there you there are. You are. Well, there, there you've been previously or something, if we're talking about coming back to where we were. But anyway... Now, if I had planned this, I'd now pull out a watermelon from behind my chair. Mm, but you didn't. You just went with the bonsai reference wherever one would fit, and I, I commend you for doing that. Well, I wish I had a watermelon right now. Mm. Anyway, uh, and so... Someone to, to try and explain away this phenomenon. I mean, of course, you can obviously say that it's all, as we'll see when we get into it, you know, the, these, the, the, the conspiracy theories that they'll invoke to explain this stuff can get very uh, immense to the point that they'll say, you know, any sort of international plane travel is just nonsense, and they, all they really do is get up and circle around for a while and then land somewhere else on the flat earth and so on and so forth. But the most recent theory to account for this is basically that we're living in a game of Pac-Man. Uh, or indeed any sort of, um, any one of those computer games where if you go out one side of the screen, you immediately come back in the other side. Asteroids. Why not the asteroids theory? I would, I, I would, I would, I would, I would take an asteroids theory much more Maybe seriously really than a Pac-Man theory. Maybe they're really big Bloodhound Gang fans. Mm, no Pac-Man, drugs are bad. Uh, um, so that, that's, that's, his, that's his contention, that at some point on the edges of the flat Earth, uh, there's there's some sort of space warp in effect where without even knowing it you'll you'll get to the edge you'll pass through this warp and be warped to the other end of the earth without even knowing that it happened just like Pac-Man or indeed one of Pac-Man's ghosts. Now you know what the advantage of this thesis is. It's hilarious. It is hilarious, but it also means that you don't have to believe that large numbers of people are complicit in the conspiracy. Ah, yes. So. If you believe in a flat earth, and you don't believe in the warping hypothesis, you have to kind of go, well, pilots must know the earth is flat because they fly up so high and they 
travel and have to do these weird maneuvers in the line. Can you know engineers have to know this because when they're building things, you know, building pipes, taking the internet from one part of the world to another, they can't be going around the globe because there is no globe. Mm-hmm. This way, you can go, well, look, these people are all, all dupes. They don't realize the Earth is flat because they're experiencing the warping effect. So it allows you to say it is a conspiracy that the Earth is flat because it's been kept from us. But the number of people involved in keeping the conspiracy is actually dramatically lower. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to go, well, look, most people aren't aware of it because most people aren't experiencing it. Well, if you live in a purely flat Earth with no warping, a lot of people who should know are complicit in keeping the secret from us. Mm. So I guess it is superior in that respect, although I don't know the exact mechanism by which they say these space warps work. I think in, in, in the more theoretical physics stuff, when they talk about the warping of space and so on, it's often to do with its sort of space being curved in a higher dimension than the three dimensions we're capable of perceiving, so that while what we think is 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 sort of quote unquote flat three dimensional space is curved in another dimension, and the space warp allows you to sort of hop through in through this higher dimension and um, bypass the curved section of the space and so on and so forth, um, which which kind of suggests that perhaps the flat Earth theory is saying that the world is flat, but only in three dimensions. And that in higher physical dimensions, the curvature of space-time is still in effect. Would that be, would that be a violation of all that flat Earthers hold dear? Well, I think we've actually probably with, um, thought through it far too much, truth be told. Well, that's entirely possible when it comes to the flat Earthers, because the, basically the problem and the reason why this conspiracy theories are there in the first place and why they just get so elaborate and complex is that there is so much you have to explain away. Gravity. Where, where does you know science says uh, that that gravitational force is generated by large masses and that the gravitational force of something of of a, of a planetary body uh, being consistent means it's going to be the laws of physics say it must be formed into a sphere like shape. Are you shape. forgetting uh, your Aristotle? Yes, I I literally am because of course like attracts like. Yes. So we are earthy beings. We live upon an earthy plan. We are attracted to the earthy thing. Like attracts like. Simple Aristotle. Don't you give me your fancy 16th century physics, or your 17th century physics, or your 18th, and don't even think about your 19th or 20th century physics. But yes, they are probably relying upon a more basic understanding of the physical world. Exactly. Magnets. How do they work? I don't know. The, the, the insane clown posse doesn't know, and neither do I. But that's been one, one kind, one kind which I think did come up at this particular conference as well, that gravity doesn't exist. Uh, the attraction that, that, that physical objects appear to have towards the ground basically is due to some sort of electrostatic charge connection. May electromagnetism, I interrupt? It's a natural force. fact that opposites attract. Thank you, Paula Abdul and DJ Scat Cat. <laughs> God, it was Scat Cat. It was Scat Cat. Don't, don't question me on late 80s musical references, thank you. Scat Cat, the most 90s. amazing Scat Cat. Possibly Maybe. early 90s. Bow! Um, yes, so, so that, that's one theory. Um, I've heard other ones that say uh, there's no such thing as gravity, it's simply buoyancy. It's in the same way that 
uh, less dense objects will float to the top of a fluid and denser objects will, will sink to the bottom. We are simply denser than air, therefore we sink to it and the air you know, is above us. But, I mean, isn't buoyancy just the interaction of different densities with gravity? I believe so. I, I mean, I, I think in order to explain buoyancy, you kind of need not that kind of doctor. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, they, they, they do seem to be reaching a little bit and don't seem to, well, I mean, certainly don't rely uh, on, on modern scientific orthodoxy, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? I mean, if you believe in a flat earth theory, you kind of have to believe that large chunks of the scientific establishment uh, are deliberately lying to us and concealing from us the, the nature of the world. It is a very all-encompassing conspiracy theory, mm. one which seeks to explain away a lot of oddness with a hypothesis that indicates that we're being lied to epically mm. by people in power, particularly the scientific elite, which of course means that this is one of those conspiracy theories which is tightly connected to other anti-scientific conspiracy theories, like anti-vax theories and the like. Which is not to say that all anti-vaxxers are flat earthers, but flat earthers are more likely to be anti-vaxxers. Mm. And the sorts of things you see on the YouTube videos that you were mentioning earlier, um, some of them are fairly sophisticated, some of them uh, are, are, almost, are almost sort of childlike in their, in their scientific naivete. There was the one guy who took a spirit level onto an aeroplane, which I'm not quite sure what he thought he was even showing with that, because surely I mean, when the plane was taking off, it would have been like that, but during the entire flight... It was level, and it looks look, see the, the 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 spirit level is is level, and so that means we can't be over the curve. And then I think when someone pointed out to them that no, because the plane is also moving over the curve, so it would always be parallel to the ground that it's on. So surely you would expect it to be flat. And he sort of said, oh yeah, that's an interesting point. But there are a lot of I I, I to be honest, I have not troubled myself overly to um, really investigate the ins and outs of flat Earth theories. But from what I've seen, there's been a lot of a lot of that's what it looks like from here. A lot of this is what my limited high school understanding of science tells me the world should look like, and it doesn't quite. Therefore, it must be wrong. Not not a lot of hardcore science. Would be fair to say. No, there is a lot of my gut tells me mm. and. Unfortunately, one of the things we learned over the 18th, 19th, and 20th century is that our gut is not a reliable indicator of scientific truths. The world is a lot more complex than it appears to be, which is why we have to come back to billiard balls. Yes, yes we do, because I think a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the motivation, perhaps, in the same way that, say, uh, the, uh, a lot of 9-11 conspiracy theory, right at the, right at the beginning seem to come out of the fact that the collapse of the Twin Towers just didn't look the way we thought they should. They didn't look properly, the, 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 the aeroplane impacts and the collapsing buildings didn't quite look enough like a Michael Bay movie to satisfy us, and so we thought something else to bend it off. Again, with the Flat Earth, th things just don't quite work the way people think they should, but a large part of that is possibly just because people don't really, really appreciate and possibly aren't capable of appreciating the scale of the world that we live on. Um, the world is, is bigger than we can understand. I think even if you're one of the handful of human beings who's been out into space uh, and, and looked, looked back at the Earth from space and seen the entirety of it, it's, it's still hard to comprehend exactly the distances involved. Um, and so... and. 
so, so, so sort of things people like to talk about is the fact that um, if the, the the scale things, if the Earth were the size of an apple, then its atmosphere would be the thickness of the skin of an apple. So you know, from the ground up into the highest stratosphere is basically nothing compared to the actual size of the Earth. Uh, Mount Everest four kilometers up from from sea level or something like that is basically a statistical blip uh, compared to the entire size and uh, shape of the earth mount everest might as well not exist um, now that has given rise to the claim that if the earth were the size of a billiard ball it would be smoother than a billiard ball um, now apparently that isn't actually true which is unfortunate because it's a really nice it's one of those nice little mm, sound it is it sounds fantastic mm. even though I think it would also be really watery compared to a billiard ball due to 80% of them of the surface well, being water but, but again the surface that, the, but, but again the surface is, is practically nothing so yeah, be the a depths tiny, of the ocean tiny, tiny are fill. really that much Deeper than the height of our highest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in that particular case, I think there was a misunderstanding that someone read the specifications for billiard balls and said that there are not allowed more than a, I forget the figure, a 0 0.05 millimeter variation or something, and then worked out that um, if the Earth were the size of a billiard ball, then the sort of the ups and the downs in the mountains would actually be smaller than that 0 0.05 millimeter, and therefore it's smoother. But what the figure was actually talking about was the um, the tolerances allowed in, in the roundness of the ball, that, that figure was how far off perfectly spherical it was supposed to be, and it was nothing to do with the, with variations of the surface and things like that. So apparently people have done the sums, and that if the Earth were the size of a billiard ball, it would sort of be like a, a very fine-grained sandpaper. It's a little bit rough, not, 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 not glassy smooth, but not particularly also, rough either. if the Earth was the size of a billiard ball, our population issues would be a lot worse because yes. we stayed the same size but mm. the earth was that small yes mighty cramped. Yeah. lots of lots of people stacked on each other's shoulders it or presumably would, in a giant it overcoat. would be solid green time make mm. room make room yes so that's flat earthism it's it's fun to point and laugh at the the, the question i always keep coming back to and it's a question you've already asked this episode how much of it is just taking the piss and that's a good question, because it was started as a hoax. It has had some fairly... So the Flat Earth Society, the official venue for Flat Eartherism, has had some fairly interesting precedents in its time. And so you can't help but feel that the population of the society from time to time is more people who go, I've got a Flat Earth card, I'm a member of the Flat Earth Society, <laughs> rather than people who actually believe in Flat Eartherism. And maybe it is a kind of pro protest vote against current understandings of science, which make the world so hard to understand that even the experts, you know, your physicists, your biologists, and your chemists, understand a small proportion of what we might call Earth sciences. Hmm. So, I mean, certainly, if you look at the YouTube videos and watch some of the websites, some of these people do genuinely seem to be taking it seriously. And yet you look at stuff like the, the Australia doesn't exist hypothesis, and, and the way most of them are phrased, it seems fairly clear that they, 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 at the very least, started as a joke. I mean, of course, it's entirely possible that something, or we seem to be saying that about flat eartherism as a whole, but particular theories 
started out as a joke, but then people who already believed in a flat earth jumped on them and said, oh, aha, there might be something to that. And so something which initially was, was, was completely fatuous ends up being taken seriously. But um, it's, it, it does really seem to be somewhat blurry as to where the line between hoax slash parody and genuine conspiracy, conspiracy theory is. Just like this podcast. It did what? It's difficult to tell where this podcast is. Or, or, or the line that separates this podcast from hoax and parody. Both. Fact and reality. Both. I mean, we're kind of south of Australia, we and are. Australia doesn't exist. Yeah, what, what does that so make us? if something is south of a place that doesn't exist, is it actually south of anywhere? Are we in, are we in limbo? Is this a void? Probably. There's only one thing we can do. Drink. Well, I, I already started, <laughs> but I was thinking we should just go to the news. Ah, yeah, yes, no, that's that's what I was going to say also. Yep, let's go to the news. Breaking, breaking conspiracy theories in the news. Big news in Trump land. Paul Manafort has flipped on the president. Not literally. Well, maybe, maybe not. What we can say is that Paul Manafort has agreed, as part of a plea deal, to help with the Mueller investigation, which must be quite displeasing to Donald Trump, who was praising Manafort just a few weeks ago for not aiding and abetting Mueller and that pesky Russian probe. Yes. Um, now, while Manafort's plea mostly concerns his role consulting with the Ukrainian government before uh, his role in the Trump campaign, um, Manafort was also one of the attendees at that awkward meeting uh, with a Russian operative at Trump Tower. Um, and this means it's likely that other members of that meeting will be just a little bit worried as to what might come out. What might come out indeed. Does this mean it's case closed on the Trump saga? No. But it's evidence that the investigation into Russian meddling in the US election is picking up steam. Other evidence of this is a new raft of sanctions the US have just placed on Russia for meddling in the election. Dun dun dun. And yet, <clears throat> Professor, uh, Professor Trump, <laughs> President Trump continues to claim this is both fake news and that the real meddling was at the behest of the Democrats. So, either it's a conspiracy or... It's a conspiracy. Nice to know. Uh, and speaking of stories that, that just will not go away, we return now to the continuing saga, which is the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court nomination. With the news that he has been accused of sexual assault dating back to his college years. Unsavory. Oh yeah. Whilst we could talk about how, if these allegations are true, and here at the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy, we always give the benefit of the doubt to victims in these such cases, because the cost of accusation is so high. Now, either Kavanaugh has lied about his past, or the people who were meant to do background checks on nominees to the court have spectacularly failed in their duties. But we really don't need to talk about this. Those stories are out there in the media for all to see. More interesting from our perspective is the story David Brock, one-time Republican insider, is telling. Brock indeed. Yes, last week we talked about how Kevin R. Um, had been known to peddle conspiracy theories about the suicide of one Vince Foster. 
um, during Ken Starr's Whitewater investigation all the way back in the 1990s. Um, Brock adds some detail to that story in his uh, recent opinion piece for NBC News, noting that he and Kavanaugh were part of a, a clique of young Republicans um, who were being trained for future office or use by the party. Use by the party. Mm. A conspiracy of political insiders, you might just say. I might just say. Indeed, I might. Brock wrote a memoir uh, of his time as a Republican operative called Blinded by the Right, in which he discusses the clique watching Bill Clinton's 1998 State of the Union address and how Kavanaugh mouthed the word bitch when the camera focused on Hillary. Brock fleshes out that story by pointing out that Kavanaugh um, has never, never been nonpartisan, um, and was even mentored by DCL Appeals Court Judge Lawrence Silberman, um, who was known for planting leaks in the press to gain partisan advantage. Uh, so, that being said, Brock argues that Kavanaugh quite deliberately ran a dirty tricks campaign when he worked as an independent counsel uh, on the Whitewater investigation. And the real conspiracy, the real conspiracy, is how Kavanaugh and his allies are covering this up and his other partisan behaviour. Which is quite disturbing to think about. Now, will this derail Kavanaugh's ascension to the Supreme Court? Probably not. Although the sexual assault scandal might. While some people are claiming it's unjust to punish someone for a youthful indiscretion, we would like to note that getting to be one of the seven lifetime appointments on the US's Supreme Court should come with some assurances that the person in question is as squeaky clean as they come. It's this kind of clean, squeaky clean. Uh, also, despite what some people on the right have been saying, not every young man gets into that kind of trouble at school. Yeah, we're trying to avoid the not not all men thing, but in this mm. case, not all men. Mm. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Uh, but wait, there's more. Okay, what? Yes, indeed, Ulrika. You see, um, over the last 24 hours, there have been rumours spreading across Twitter uh, and at Gateway Pundit, if you are not entirely familiar, uh, it's a right wing website. That Kavanaugh's accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, made similar occasion, uh, similar allegations about Neil Gorsuch, the last person nominated and approved to the Supreme Court. Really, that's uh, kind of interesting. Now, is there any proof? Uh, well, not to put too fine a point on it, no. Um, an anonymous source who is apparently quote unquote very reliable informed Josh Cornett of this, but there is, as of yet, no actual evidence this is true. However, it does come off the backs of, again, quote-unquote, in-depth investigations, uh, this, just, those air quotes are doing some fairly serious work there, into Blasey Ford, um, who is, of course, a left-wing activist. My non-existent god, Gateway Pundit, has mastered using a search engine. Mm. There'll be no stopping them now. I can't see how. Um, this all seems a little smear campaigny to us, but then again, that's what they're saying about Lazy Ford's allegations. Um, but if this new allegation about her were true, uh, it would certainly speak to a conspiracy by Democrats to derail the, the, the nomination. Oh, they really need a conspiracy, surely. Uh, but if the allegation is false, then it speaks to people spreading disinformation about Blasey Ford to potentially cover up a sleaze that might be about to become a Supreme Court justice. Conspiracies all round. And people say we should just ignore conspiracy theories. People do say that. Uh, but not on this podcast. Never on this podcast. 
Yes. Someone should write a book about that. Maybe you already have. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> but enough news for now. Uh, in our Patreon bonus episode this week, we discuss a terrible tale of spiders harassing a small English town with nursery rhymes. Yep, that's true. The discovery of even more holes in the International Space Station, also your mum, and death <laughs> and, a, and an unfortunate experiment, and maybe, just maybe, we'll give our thoughts on the season finale of Elementary. Yes, because we are, we, are, we are topical, and all this for a mere dollar a month. Yes. Ah, but until then, it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to the podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. It is written, researched, and performed by Josh Atterson, a.k.a. Monkey Fluids, and MRX Dentith, a.k.a. Conspiracism on Twitter. This podcast is available where all good podcasts can be found, as well as iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. It can also be watched on YouTube. Just search for the podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, or, if you happen to be technophobic, consult the auguries. You can support the podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy via our Patreon page, as listed in the podcast description, or just by searching for us on Patreon. You can also support us via the Podbean patronage system, if that is more your style. You do you. If you want to get in contact with us, why not email us at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook. And remember, Soylent Green is meeples. <laughs>